0: And I'm joined on the line with Gary Jubelin. He's one of Australia's most celebrated homicide detectives. He's led investigation to the the disappearance of William Tyrrell and also the serial killings of uh, the three Aboriginal children in Bowerville and so many more cases as well. And he's coming to Tamworth for his show on the 12th of November at the Tamworth Town Hall, I Catch Killers Live. And he joins me for a chat this morning. Uh, Thank you very much, Uh, Gary. How are you? Very good, Jared. Thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure. This uh, I Catch Killers" uh, originally a book, and now you're doing the uh, the touring show. It uh, goes basically into your life as a detective, about three decades in the uh, in the police force. It's not often a life that you hear firsthand what it's like being the police force. I mean, there's a thousand books about true crime and everything like that, but the actual day-to-day being a detective and, you know, what goes on in the interview room, going out there investigating the crimes, there's not a lot of that published material. Is that kind of the purpose behind writing the book initially, was it, Gary?
1: Well, writing the book when I left the left the uh, police and uh, it was, I was approached to write a book and I, I'd been approached before and I hadn't really thought about uh, going down that path. And then uh, I thought about, uh, you know, the interest that was in um, a criminal investigation and uh, the, the type of uh, crimes that I investigated, investigating homicides for 25 years, uh, I decided to write a book and there was a lot of interest in the book. And it was a very personal account, the book. It was a, a you could uh, title it True Crime, but it's also somewhat of a memoir. Um, how crimes impacted on me, more importantly, and it's not, certainly not glor- glorifying crime is uh, the impact it has on victims. And so people can understand a little bit about the world of crime and and what detectives actually do when we get up and go to work each morning.
0: What got you into the police force initially, Gary, all those those years ago? Was, Was it a family or did you watch police shows yourself? Or was it sort of also accidental?
1: It was very much accidental. I did watch police shows, and I, I still remember Homicide, which is a very, very old uh, TV yes. series. But <laughs> <laughs> with the door shutting, all four of them getting out of the police car at the same time. But uh, I, uh, I didn't have any great desire to be a police officer. It wasn't something that ran in the family. And uh, I was working in the building industry, and I, I saw two police chasing a bad guy down the street one day when I was having lunch. And I thought, that looks like fun. And so that's the reason I actually joined the police. I applied the next day. So it wasn't any noble reason why I joined the police, but the, it felt like a glove when I, I started the police academy. It was something that I enjoyed and uh, was very rewarding. And, uh, yeah, it sort of changed my outlook. It changed me as a person, no doubt. But uh, it's been an interesting career, that's for sure.
0: I'm sure it has. I mean, you've you've tackled some really, really high-profile cases in the history of Australian crime, of course, Bowraville, the William uh, Tyrrell investigation. Is there any, maybe that has um, uh, that that you kind of think back on and remember that maybe don't have the emphasis, infancy of those other ones?
1: Look, all the uh, all the crimes that you investigate uh, leaves an impression. The ones that you've identified, they're ones that I I worked for a long time. So obviously, you become further embedded in the in the community, the victims and every, everything else. But I can say that every homicide you go to does leave, uh, leave an impression and uh, I've said it takes a little bit out of you but it also adds a little bit because uh, you do learn a lot from uh, the way people react in times of uh, grief and uh, under pressure and so, yeah, they stick with you. It, 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 I won't say that they haunt me, Jared, but... Mm. Um, yeah. Sometimes I, I think back, and I'm I'm s- sad about what I've seen and uh, yeah. what's occurred with the victims. But uh, as a homicide detective, you had a role to fulfil, and uh, so the way that I dealt with the, the grief that you were confronting on a daily basis was just make sure I did my job as best as as best I could.
0: It's obviously in your blood. I mean, that many years in the uh, the police force. Um, how many hours goes into some of these cases, how much work goes into them. I mean, you see the police shows, and it seems like they basically live at the police station. Is that not too far off the truth, or is that a bit of a stretch?
1: No, it's not uh, too far from the truth for dedicated detectives. And look, I, I, I was one, but there was plenty that yeah. uh, worked just as hard and were probably a little bit smarter than me as well. But uh, I do recall as ridiculous as this, as this sounds, sleeping under the desk quite a few nights where you just haven't got time to go home and you, you put your head down and uh, grab an hour or two sleep and then uh, get back up and get into it because homicide investigation is very dynamic. Like mm. it's, not, it's not a structure. It's not a nine-to-five job. And uh, if you've got a breakthrough, you've got to seize that moment and uh, run with it. And so that takes you into some ridiculous hours. I'm not sure how um, hR issues that, that uh, be going with some of the hours that we actually worked where you work around the clock for you know well over twenty four hours, but that that is the nature of the work
0: yeah, that's it i mean it's it's all consuming, I guess, and as you said, when you get something you just need to you need to go with it. is that it also mentally is so hard to shut down as well?
1: well most definitely i I think and there there's different areas of policing but when you're investigating someone's murder um you've, you've got to invest and so you you do bring it home and you pay the price for that in uh, various ways but you can't switch off there's not a when i'm on a case or when i was on a case you true you try to find your downtime and uh, i was lucky that I, I i could step away from it but uh, invariably you're um you're, you're thinking about the case and uh, what could be done or, or should be done, so there's plenty going
0: on. Is one of the frustrating aspects of the job when you've got a really good hunch, like a 99% certainty that whoever it is that you're interviewing did the crime and they're saying no and no and no and no and no in the interview room, that's got to be, I, I see that sometimes on the on the true crime TV shows and I get frustrated watching that as a viewer I imagine that is as well as a detective.
1: Most definitely, but the the trick in in being what I consider a good detective, and I was shown this um, early in my career, you never allow the person you're interviewing to see your frustration. Yeah. So you show your frustration and that person there because it's very intense in an interview room. So everyone's hyper alert. If you show just a smidgen of frustration, that person will know that they're getting under your skin. So, I think you know, on the out, out on the surface, I wasn't showing that frustration, but yeah, of course it is frustrating, but uh you know, our job as uh, homicide detectives or as police was to gather the evidence and uh, you know hopefully get the uh, get the conviction if the evidence uh, weighs up. but uh, there were some uh, cases that were particularly frustrating, and uh, yeah, it's hard breaking down a person that hasn't got a conscience in the first place. And that's, uh, you know, if if I had done something wrong and I was being questioned consistently, you know, I'd I'd tend to show something. But uh, some people are just, they've got no no integrity and can just sit there and lie to your face. But you become accustomed to that as a police officer. Like, there's very few crimes. The first time I've asked someone, did you do this, did they say yes? So (laughs) you you know people are going to lie to you to start with and then you've got to uh, unravel those lies.
0: Of course, the William Tyrrell case is ongoing as well, but are there any other cases that you just wish you'd got that breakthrough and you'd been able to um, to solve them, or you, you're pretty happy with your, uh, your, your track record?
1: Look, I'm happy with my track record. I, I've... Yeah, you know, and when I say my track record, you work as part yes. of the team, of, of course. Yeah. But there are those ones that sort of niggle you and uh, the William Tyrrell one and, yeah, uh, you know, I don't shy away from it. I, I left the police because of that investigation in uh, controversial circumstances when I was charged for recording a person I was speaking to about that on the telephone. But with the William Tyrrell matter, I had no regrets for what I did. I, I led the investigation for four years, took it over five months after William disappeared and, uh, you yeah, you make a commitment to the family so that you will do everything humanly possible to find out what's what's happened to their loved one. And, uh, yeah, that's what I was doing with the uh, William Tyrrell case. The Bowerville case that you, you mentioned in the introduction, the three Aboriginal children that were murdered, still, to this day, they haven't got justice. The only thing that uh, I, I think that... Uh, I helped with the families is showing that uh, yeah people do care about the murder of their three children because that didn't appear to be the case when they were first murdered. There was a lot of issues going on, so all the cases uh, stick with you. In, in regards to Tamworth, yeah, for, towards the end of my career, one of the, the last murders I did was a particularly terrible uh, crime in uh, Tamworth, is uh, the murder of uh, Tia Luckwell, uh, a young lady, yes. uh, murdered, and. Uh, that sort of sticks
0: with me. Um,
1: yeah, it's funny. You, you just you get recollections, and towns tend to tend to remind you of uh, of the crimes.
0: You did retire from the police force in twenty nineteen. Um, what obviously you're doing this stage show. You've written the book as well. But I imagine from chatting to you now, and you know, we spoke about how consuming the job is. Must be hard to to switch off and you know really enjoy retirement. I imagine.
1: Yeah, well, I, uh, I, I hardly call what I'm doing retiring. I, yes. I, I feel like I'm working now. That might be my failings rather than uh, you know, circumstances, but yeah. doing a lot. And with this stage show, I was really reluctant to, um, when it was first put to me about doing a stage show, and then I, I'm doing it with a, a good friend of mine, uh, Rob Carlton. He's an actor. And uh, he... I. I Enjoyed the the national tour that uh, we did initially, and uh, I was very nervous. I'll, I'll tell you that. Before yeah. there's one thing, uh, you know, chasing killers for a living. It's another thing standing on a stage and uh, performing. But uh, we really, what we're doing with the show is is showing the emotion. It's not glorifying crime. It's it's trying to understand crime. And I, I think people that come along to the show, you know, it'll be a full range of emotions. I'll be laughing at some things, crying at other things. Uh, it's powerful, but that's the world that I knew when I was a homicide detective. It was, um, yeah, there were ups and downs yeah. and uh, the highs and lows.
0: Can you watch true crime drama? Do you have much interest in that kind of stuff? Or after working for it as long as you have, don't don't follow it.
1: No, I still can. Some shows, it's not religiously like I don't go. Okay, a crime show, yeah. and, and <laughs> sometimes sometimes I know when I was at work the worst thing I could do is sit down and watch a crime show because it just drags you back into it. But yes. it is a fascinating thing, and I, I think that's why most people are uh, are interested in true crime. But occasionally I sit down and, uh, and watch a, a good true crime show and uh, enjoy it.
0: I imagine the CSIs and stuff like that make it look so much easier, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I
1: wish we I wish yes. we could get the breakthroughs and wrap, wrap up. But, yeah, some, <laughs> sometimes you do. You, you said how long do investigations take, and... Uh, Sometimes we call we call them when I was in the uh, in the police, like the smoking gun uh, situations where it's fairly obvious yeah. from the moment you turn up at the crime scene what what's happened there. So they can be resolved in that uh, yeah short period of time. But uh, most homicide investigations take a little bit longer than that, and you you get uh, you know, false leads, you follow those leads, and you get excited, then you get disappointed, and then eventually you get that uh, gotcha moment and um, uh, things start to fall in place.
0: I love it. Hey, Gary, looking forward to seeing you at the Tamworth Town Hall Saturday, the 12th of November. All the details are on our website, otherwise at entertainmentvenues.com.au. Gary, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it.
1: Great. Thanks, Jared. Nice to chat.